Lost Boys Cypher Circle is back in session. What's up, y'all? If you didn't know, I'm going to tell you, so now you do. This is home of all things artistic. If you got a song, a poem, a rap, uh, some artwork, or just a discussion or a debate you want to have, this is the place to come get your thoughts and feelings heard. If you want to come on the show, message me at Dylan Lawler on Facebook, or you can email me at lostboy420x at gmail.com. That's lostboy420x at gmail.com, or you can message me on Facebook at Dylan Lawler. Um, before we get started, as always, I just want to take a second to talk about mental health. Um, it's something that affects all of us. It's something that affects um, our artwork and us as people. So as I always say to the artists, keep using your artwork, whatever it is, as an outlet and a therapy to get whatever that is going on inside out and um, using it as a therapy. Um, and to everyone else, I just want to say there is always someone to talk to, whether you think there is or not. I know that it can be hard to hear and hard to listen to, but there is a friend, a colleague, you know, call me, I'll talk to you. Uh, there's also a hotline you can um, text at 988 or go to their um, uh, website, lifelinecrisis.com, and you can find the numbers for uh, your area code um, to call them. Uh, so with that out of the way, guys, or kind of piggybacking off of that, I should say, um, I also wanted to take a second. Uh, oh, I forgot about mental better help. Thank you to our producer, Brandon, putting that up on the screen. Uh, better help. It is also a website, um, where you can get some help. Um, there, what they do is they hook you up with an online therapist. They'll hook you up with uh, them in under 48 hours. And if you don't vibe with them, um, they'll switch it out until you find someone you can actually talk to. And that's, you know, fun for you to talk to and that you connect with. Um, therapy is expensive. So this is one of the cheapest things out there. Um, as I was saying, though, uh, kind of piggybacking off of the mental health thing, I just want to take a second to put a trigger warning out there. If you don't know what a trigger warning is, a trigger warning is, um, it's in the name, a warning to let you know that things ahead might be triggering. Um, we cover a lot of sensitive topics on this show. Um, and so if, if there's, if there comes a topic or a poem or something that you don't like to hear, it will not offend me. And in the slightest, if you click out for a minute and come back or if you, or if you stop watching the show entirely, I understand people have, um, issues and that some things can be hard to hear. So, um, that being said, there's your warning going ahead. Um, things might be triggering, but getting on with the show. Um, last week, we had some great artists, and you guys voted for our man Pakram as your favorite artist. So uh, I'm going to give him a shout out real quick and just uh, play his flyer for you guys. So you mad, huh? <laughs> yeah, you mad. You mad because I'm not who you tried to make me out to be. <laughs> You're mad because I have overcome every obstacle that you have purposely placed in my path and continue to fill in my destiny. You see, I've waited many years past the age that you had the audacity to say that I would probably be dead or completely locked away because being a fucking fool with my veins because the DNA passed on my thought. Chip off the old block, they used to smile and say. Even told me that I was genetically destined to be nothing more than a motherfucking statistic. Bitch, are you serious? Give it up for Pakram, everybody. We appreciate having him, and we're going to have him back again 
trust me, there is more to come. Um, that being said, moving on with the show, um, I'd like to introduce you to our first artist. Um, his name is Tyson Wallace. He's a poet. Um, he's got a book out on Amazon right now called Passages in the Life of a Buffalo. Um, if you want to find, if you want to follow him, you can find him on TikTok at Tyson.Wallace.Po um, or on Instagram at Tyson Wallace Poetry, no spaces. Um, so yeah, that there's his introduction and, uh, let me play his flyer and get him up here, guys. This is called Scarecrow. Now cursed with the brain, the Scarecrow begs for fire. Cigarette in hand, stuffed full of straw and regret toward the loss of blissful ignorance. Now cursed with the brain, the Scarecrow doesn't sleep. His mind races through the night, wondering when it all changed. His life used to be full of color and song and yellow brick roads. Now it's full of gray and panic and little yellow pills. Just to take the edge off. Just to quiet his mind. The mind he begged and battled witches for. Sure, it wasn't always great. It was violent and full of flame and flying primates. But at the time, he was just too stupid to know any better. Now cursed with the brain, he wants to give it all back. To forget. He would give anything to forget. How about a little fire, Scarecrow? Hey, man, how you doing? Doing well, how are you? I'm all right, I'm all right. Uh, first off, I just want to say I love that piece. You can, like, first of all, you can feel, like, the despair and the desperation in it. And I love just how you read it and how you perform that piece. Um, and also, I love how you use, like, the Wizard of Oz metaphors um, to like ex ex express the feelings and and make them more more vivid and paint that more vivid picture and that last line how about some fire scarecrow it just it gives me it gives me chills man well thank you so much that's a really wonderful compliment i appreciate that yeah yeah man no problem so um why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you started writing um i'm 33 i'm currently living in the pacific northwest um I had this therapist when I was younger, probably 12, that suggested I journal for my, you know, depression. But I just kind of felt like a dipshit trying to write to myself. And I told him that and he suggested uh, poetry and it just did the trick. And I've been in love ever since. So here we are. Nice. Nice. So it's always been like a therapy for you. That's Absolutely. good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I definitely I've been through a lot of therapists and by far writing has been the best that I've ever met. Uh, Definitely and, agree. And best therapist. The pen is the best therapist I've ever worked with for sure. For sure. Uh, so uh, what's the, uh, what's the first piece you're going to be sharing with us tonight? I'm going to be doing a piece called Burgundy Rain first. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, I'm going to drop myself out of here and we can uh, get it going. All right. Thanks a lot. There's something not quite right with the scenery. Nothing here seems familiar to me at all. The hills have grown eyes, the trees sprouted tusks, the concrete is screaming at the top of its lungs. The humans are panicking, begging for grace, while the defeated preacher preaches that it's too late. Bury your guns, hide your head in the sand before the asphalt wakes up and starts feeding again. The sky is spilling fire spread by poisonous winds while the clouds slit their wrists to get one last rain in. I bathed in the warmth of the red from the skies. Oceans of rubies poured from pillowy white. So the ground opened up and started to bite. 
being caught in the rain almost made me feel alive. Or whatever the proper whatever the proper thing is to do for a poem. Thank that you was very awesome. Much. That was awesome. You have quite a way with words and quite a way of like reading. Um, I say this all the time. I listen to a lot of audiobooks and I, I kind of have an ear for like narration and and whatnot. And you definitely have um, one of those one of those voices that you don't mind listening to and that really brings out the depth and the emotion in uh, the words. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So, uh, what what inspired that piece, and uh, when when did you write it? Uh, wrote that piece probably five years ago now, and it's uh, it was inspired just by like that state of intense anxiety when it starts to kind of infect your environment and your surroundings, and there's kind of like an unfamiliarity with it because you're in that state of panic almost, and that's kind of what spawned the whole you know, environment coming alive concept. So I'm very familiar with that. And I, I, again, I love how you use those metaphors to paint a more vivid and clear picture in, in, in my head. You know what I mean? Um, that's super dope. And that takes, that takes a lot of talent. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to bring, uh, I'm going to bring the other artists up to see what they thought about it. Any questions or comments they have for you? Um, anybody have any questions or comments? Man, I love your voice. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah. Great about I definitely have to get you a book, so I'm going to get it. Well, thank you very so, much. That'd be excellent. I definitely, definitely, definitely want to read it. Hell yeah. Appreciate, appreciate you guys supporting each other. Like that's what this is all about. That's why I bring you guys up here to talk to each other and support each other and whatnot. Um, I love the line when he said, "Well, thank you very much." Influence? Were you trying to say something? No, I wasn't. Okay, my bad. Um, I know that that piece was awesome, man, for sure, for sure. And definitely, and I'm definitely gonna check out your book too. Uh, if you want to check that out, that's uh, on Amazon. It's called "The Passages in the Life of a Buffalo." Correct? That's correct. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate all of you. Yeah, yeah no know. problem. We'll catch you again in a few for your second piece. Sounds great. All right. All right, guys. Moving on to our second artist. Uh, you just saw a little bit of her. But I'm going to run her introduction real quick. She goes by Poetless Shakespeare. She's an author and a poet. Uh, she's got two books right now. One of them is out. You can get it now on Amazon. It's called DNA. That stands for Don't Never Assume. Um, and the sequel to that book is coming out on Amazon on October 18th. Um, so that's in just a few days here, guys. Like, uh, what, six days? Yeah, six days. And uh, if you want to follow her, you can, or, or check out some of her performances, you can find her on YouTube at um, r.e.d.design, um, that's spelled D-E-S-Y-G-N-Z, and then 956. So that's Red Design 956 um, on YouTube. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to play her flyer and 
Get her up here, guys. Show me the gateway to heaven, and I will show you an unconscious alleyway of lonely souls to hell. Damn. I'm not sure what my purpose is, but I know God did not put me here for nothing because he makes nothing. As I sit in front of my dreams and we battle back and forth to see who's winning, who's not, you know that pit attack. It has my mother wondering what is wrong with my child, but you see the whole time what's wrong with me is I don't know me. God, I'm not sure why you made me the way you made me, but let's have a talk, God, you see. I'm not sure if you know that your creation is down here hurting as the children would say, this is ghetto. I have to deal with untamed thoughts, I have to deal with my dreams, and not to mention I have to deal with no. But see, they have become my best friend because every Noah has set me up to be the woman that I'm destined to be. Hear me when I say I am the lion of my kingdom and my kingdom shall not fall because I own that. And I stand behind that. I'm like a product. Bank me on that. I advise you to get your sponsorships ready because I'm ready to take flight. And if you're not on this flight, I feel sorry for you. But you will know my name before I leave Virginia. You may not like me. You may not invite me in bank, But at the end of the day, you know who I am. I advise you to get your dreams in order, ladies, because at the way the rate we're going, we need more of me walking around. This little black girl has been through more hell than more high water than anyone can imagine. But yet I still stand strong. I will be that little black girl that will go up to any door and knock it down and say, this is my residency, whether you like it or not. I will be that little black girl that Hollywood will put out with no on-off switch. I will not pay rent somewhere that I have created. I am that little black girl that everyone will say, dang, I want to be just like her. You can, sis, because you are that little black girl. Come on. Look around you, look where we are. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I am highly favored. Hell yeah, How it's good to have you on. Doing? Thank you for having me on the show. 100%. Thank, thanks for coming excited. on. It's good no to have problem. you on. Thank you. It's um, good to be here. Thank you. That piece that I played that for your flyer. Oh, really? Yo, let me just say that was powerful as fuck. And I was off the top of the head, yo. That was that's talent, girl. That's talent. I had to do that one because when I was at that event in Virginia, the mayor he said something about LU. That really just, because I was not originally going to do it. I had something already picked out. But he was talking about the youth and how so much of the youth are just distracted from everything. I just thought I had to just tell my people. So that's where they came from. I was really talking to people, but everybody thought it was a poem. But I'm like, okay, that was just a little conversation. That's, that, yo, you told them, man. You told them. You spitting, you out there spitting the truth. You telling them how it is. That's some power, that's man. Hell yeah. I'd be trying to. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you started? So I started doing this poetry thing when I was in the sixth grade. So by me being little, like I'm really classified as a drop. So I'm only four six. So, you know, when you go to school, when you're not average height, you know, kids are just mean anyway. Yeah. So they'll pick out any, anything. So I didn't, it wasn't really a thing of me being bullied because I used to fight a lot. Because if you say something to me, I was like, I'm going to defend myself because I felt like I had to. Mm -hmm. So 
I was in school one day and I got into a fight because the little girl was picking with me and my principal, Dr. Andre Bunda, I'll never forget it. He said, I'm gonna put you out. I'm gonna put you out right now and I'm gonna make you go to a school that you have to catch three buses. And I was crying. I was like, I'm not going home and tell my mother I got put out of school for fights. I'm not about to do that. That's what I'm not about to do. So he said, you have two choices. You either get suspended, expelled, or you do the slam um, poetry contest at the school. So I was like, bump it. I do it. Damn, so I wind up doing <laughs> so I wind up doing Maya Angelou phenomenal woman, not realizing the meaning behind it. My whole thing was I just don't want to get in trouble. I'ma do it. I'm not gonna get in trouble. But after I did that poem and my teacher came up to me and she looked at me, she said, You have all that aggression. Won't you do something positive? And I was like, Okay. And I just started writing ever since. So that's how I got started with it. And I just kept going on and on from it. Hell yeah. Hell so it yeah. became my best friend. It really, it really became my best friend. Like that's where I can go at. Whenever I want to say something, I know I'm not at the right place at the right time to say what I want to say. I write it down. I can't get in trouble for that. Nobody knows what you wrote down as long as you don't show it. You gotta keep it to yourself. So Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I discovered I I, I discovered my thing for writing somewhere around like fourth or fifth grade, somewhere around the same age. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it was kind of, I mean, I, I'm a little bit dyslexic. I have extreme ADHD. I got a, I got a bunch of stuff going on up here and it was always right. it made it very hard for me to do schoolwork. But then once mm-hmm. I started, like, once I started writing and like paying attention in cause that's the thing as I didn't pay attention, but I started paying attention in English class. I was like, yo, I'm good at this English class thing. And then I started winning awards for English and I was like, mm-hmm. Oh shit! I can do. I can actually. I can actually do something with this, you know. Exactly. And it start. The first thing I ever wrote, like actually sat down. I mean, I wrote my little stories when I was a kid, but everything I, like, actually wrote. Um, the first thing I wrote was a self help book. Um, and okay. I started, and I laminated a bunch of copies and I started passing it out to kids at my school. And I actually had a couple people come up, like a couple kids come up to me in tears, like saying that it helped them. And I was only like 10, 11 years old. And I was like, that's like that's that's the kind of energy I want for the rest of my fucking life. Like exactly. I want this energy out and getting that back. Like not not people crying, obviously, but just that right. kind of <laughs> like you helped me. Like, and that's that's why I do this show. Yeah. Right. So I mean, yeah, it, it, and everybody kind of discovers himself in that in that middle school age and exactly. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You are definitely right. You are definitely right. I think that's when you determine who you want to be or you know who you are going to be at that age. Some people don't, but some people you have a good idea generally around what you will tolerate and what you won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally, generally it's between about like 11 or 12 and, and you know, 17 or 18. Like you, in, mm-hmm. in those high school years, are, that's, that's the most important part of your life. And the, yeah. and the other thing, I t- the other thing I tell people, and I, I mean, I, I've had, um, I, I have not yet had any teenagers on the show, but I'm not opposed to the idea, and I'm not opposed mm-hmm. to coming and sharing their, their pain and, and their suffering because here's oh, the thing, sometimes, sometimes people make light of uh, a teenager's pain and suffering because they're, oh, you know, you don't have to deal with adult problems, blah blah blah, like mm-hmm. Bill. But you don't realize they're going through the most emotional time in their life. Exactly. You know, it is it is exactly. the hardest for them mentally 
you know, for, for, for any, anybody that's, that's that age, because they got all the hormones on top of whatever else they're going through in life. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, I would definitely agree with you. Absolutely. Um, anyway, so, uh, we'll get, we'll get to your first piece. What's the first piece you're going to be sharing with us tonight? So I guess the first piece since I figured out is going to be Ode to the Poet. So it's just like a letter to me, if you will. So some off the top of my head real quick that I can think of. Ode to the Poet, all right. Ode to the Poet that sits there and she cries because her pen won't write her pen. Somehow her pain and her happiness got mixed up in the ink and that's why it won't show on the page because everything she feels seems like it's not going to work. Oh, to the poet who gets up on her best days and feel like it's her worst days, even though she knows she can make it through. I'm not sure if she understands where she's coming from or where she's going, but she knows one thing, she's going to make it through this day. Oh, to the poet who looks up at everything as a short sign, as a positive sight to make it through. Maybe one day I'll be able to write my story and it'll be happy as I know it could be, or maybe it'll just be a gloomy little start of my pathway to where I want to be, but... To this poet, I want to say that you are doing an amazing job. You are the bomb. I'm not sure if I tell you this enough, but I know you need me to tell you more than anybody because society does not write who you are determine where you're going. So sometimes I have to remind you of who you are. And though I don't tell you enough, but I do love you and I support and I accept what you do. Even though we might not have no good days, and sometimes I might not even look at you. I might not even like you and vice versa. But there's nothing that I can't do without you. You have become my voice of reasoning when I don't even feel like talking. Sometimes I want to scream, but you always bring me down to my calmness. I guess that's why God made me a poet, because he knew I can handle it. Not everybody is built for this. This is this is built for tough. Sometimes you have to make yourself feel like you're better when you know your emotions are tearing you apart. Sometimes I feel right now that there's a boy that's pouring down on me, but I know I can lift it up because I am superwoman. Bump that. I am better than people, woman. Sometimes I feel like the joker on my best days and I give you my Holly Quinn grin and I know I'm going to brainstorm. I'm not sure of the destruction that I'm going to do, but I'm sure at the end of the day, I will make sure that your life is great. Sometimes we need to cry because we say it's supposed to cleanse our soul, but sometimes your soul will be so cleansed with unhappiness that you don't know what to do. Oh, to the poet who find every single nick and cranny to write about. Oh, to the metaphors who keep me up at night, and oh, to the sonics that make me smile. Oh, to the poet who feel like she's not doing her best, but I'm telling you, you are doing more than your best. You are it. Through your manic phase, you have tore down mountains that no one said you would get through. When you're not in your manic days, you are setting up the destruction because you know there's builders in your way. I just want to let the poet know that keep on doing what you're doing because your pen is writing for you. Even though you might not want it to write what you want, but it's writing your truth and you have to accept that. Oh, to the poet who I don't acknowledge enough, I'm so sorry that we are stuck here. And I'm sorry that I have to even say this to you, but I'm sorry. Maybe one day we'll get through this, but until then, keep writing, sis, because I need your love. In peace. That was a beautiful ode and a fantastic... Um, letter to yourself. I mean, I actually, uh, I had an artist on here, um, either last week or the week, week before, and she did, uh, 
I'll, I'll have to send you her in her her information because you guys would get along mm -hmm. very yes, well. Definitely, um, I love did, networking with people. Hell yeah, she did a piece that was very similar, um, mm -hmm. and it and and it was um, those are some of my favorite types of pieces. Those pieces where you kind of deep, thoughtful, where you retrospective, where you talk sort of talk to yourself, and you know, and, and so with those pieces, talking to um, like a, your past self, being able to mm -hmm. say, I'm sorry, and being able to forgive yourself and be able to admit that the things that you went through made you who you are. And, and, you know, yeah. kind of saying to yourself, like, you, you know, shit's hard, but that's, what's going to make you stronger. That's, what's going to make you exactly. stronger. Like, don't worry. I got you because exactly. I am you and you know what I mean? And, and we got here together. And that we was, are our biggest critics. 100%. We don't realize that. We are our big, biggest We will put our own stuff down before anybody else has the opportunity to. And we don't 100%. realize that. We definitely don't. And I know I do. And I'm speaking in my truth. Because sometimes I can write something real dope. Like, I can sit there. You know how you write something? You be like, I can't believe I just did that. You know, like, oh, and you like with the poem, like, I'm not joking. When you played my fly, I forgot how dope I am. Then looking at myself, I'm like, wow, I did that. Oh, snap, snap to me, but you need that. But sometimes yeah. I'll write something, then the first thing in my mind, I'm like, now what about if I tell somebody this and they don't feel it? Then I'm going to be all mad. So I'll put myself there before anybody else gets the opportunity to. So that's why I have to big up my producer, like, my big, my producer all the time. Oh, when I say I go to him, that's my best friend. He's more than just my producer. When I call, he he go by Exoskeleton. He he does everything. He does my designs, my logos. Any he's a one man shop. Anything that I need, he's it. So when I call him, and it's so crazy because it's like we both go through our mental illness, so we understand each other. So it's like when I pick up the phone and I call him, and he answers. I got you. Don't even worry about it. Don't even oh, worry yeah. about it. I got a pen for you. I got a notebook for you. Don't even worry about it. And vice versa. When he calls me, it's like, don't even worry about it. I got a hot 16 for you. And that's how oh, we yeah. vibe. That's how we get through. We don't have to say nothing. Like, that's how, say. That's how I am with my with my producer, Brandon. Like, we, anytime, any day, like, we call each other up, like, right there. Like, it's good to have someone in your, in your corner having mm -hmm. your back. You know, you need exactly. someone like that. You need something. It's like, like when exact like when this came up, I didn't have to do nothing. Every when you told me what you need, I sent it right over to him. He was like, I got it. I was like, I know. Oh yeah. I ain't worried no, about he, it. I was like, I ain't like I ain't worried about me, it. And and I'm not this is not a a dig on anyone I've had on the show. They're all fantastic people, but you would be surprised how hard it is to get these videos from people mm -hmm, and, uh, mm -hmm. for the flyers and just to get all the things I need. And I'm the type of person where like, I'm so polite. I don't want to pester people and be like, exactly. you know, I know people got things going on, but it's like, I really need this. Um, to get, you know, to, to get, but so, so sometimes I got to get on people and, uh, right. but like, I, I, I'm super polite, so I don't like to do that. But yeah, it, right. it, your, your producer, he, he dropped it all in one message. Uh, all in one message, just boop, 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 boop. Or uh, it was multiple messages, but all in one, <laughs> all one go. It was just, yeah. And uh, yeah, so shout out to him. Fantastic. That was, that's awesome. But whenever, man. whenever I tell him I need something, half the time, if he knows that I have to do an interview or show anything, I don't do nothing. He'd be like, I got it. So I just shut up. 
And so we have a joke where it's like it. It's like we're driving. So he, I'm like, hey, I got to do this. He be like, you're in my lane. I said, okay, I'm making right right here. This exit, I'm leaving. He said, yeah, get off my exit, please. Leave me alone. I got this. So when I had sent him over everything that you needed, I had called him. I said, hey, he said, if you call me, I know what you're calling me for. Leave me alone. I got this. I know what I'm going to say. I'm like, all right, bye then. And I hung up on him. So when I had sent you the message, you were like, he already sent him. I was like, I know he did. In my mind, I was like, I know he did. I don't even know why I did that. He got me. But that's just yeah. him. Like, that's his out vibe. You messaged me, me and you were like, oh, I'll I'll get it to you later. And I was like, I already got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So shout out to him. For because sure. I forgot. I didn't know how fast he worked. Because matter of fact, when I had messaged you, I had already sent him the message that you sent me what he needed. So when I had sent him that he was at work, so I wasn't thinking that he had his yeah. laptop because he goes nowhere. But when I say nowhere, what about his lap? Nowhere. Like he's taking that with him. That's his thing. That's his comfort zone. So when I had sent you the message, like, kid, give it to you later, I'm thinking he was going to do it when he got home. When he was like, he already got it. I was like, oh, he did it while he was on break. I said, see, that's why I love my producer. That's, that's dope. I ain't got to um, worry about so, nothing. Real quick, I'm just going to bring uh, the other artists up to see if they have any questions or comments for you or any feedback about uh, your piece that you did. Man, I, I tell you what, I hey, love everybody. your energy. I love your energy, man. It's like Thank you. you made me tired just watching you. I was like, and this girl is four foot six. She got to be a little bundle. Like this is crazy. That was awesome. That's me. That Thank was awesome. You. I'm definitely gonna be buying your book as well. That was fantastic. Definitely, like I said, I would like to network with all of the poets. I love networking with people. I always support people because poets. We we need the support. Absolutely. Like, I would support any and everybody. I support everybody. As long as you support me, I support, even if you don't support me, I'm still going to support you. Point blank, Curry, because everybody needs it. And that's just how I am. Nice. I'm ready. Thank you. Thank you for support. And thank you guys for supporting each other. Um, if you want to go get her book, um, it's on Amazon. It's called Don't Never Assume. That's DNA. It's working in love right now. And it's coming out in six days, on October 18th. Oh, I have to mail yours to you because I'm going to send you one for having me on the show. So you definitely have to get both books. So I have to get both books to you. All right. Cool. We'll catch you in a little bit for your second piece. All right, guys, we are going to get um, influence the masses up here. Y'all already know him. I don't even have to introduce him. He's coming here, speaking Bibles of truth, teaching us how to be amazing on purpose. As always, uh, if you want to follow him, you can get get him on uh, influence the uh, on YouTube at influence the masses. Um, he's got a book out on Amazon called The Transition, and you can also follow him on TikTok at Garnett Rogers 677. Y'all already know who he is, man. Let's get him up here. Show me the gateway to heaven and I will show you a My father forgives. Let's go. And it's dedicated to the Tyree Nichols family. Uh, let's hear it. Crooked cops take me in a dark alley. They say to teach this boy a lesson. Everybody gets hit with a black stick. They call it dirty dancing. It's all good when the black man gets what he deserves for resisting arrest and giving us physical contact. But God said, I got to forgive the police for Tyree. 
What you mean? I mean, in due time, God said, I have to forgive the police for Tyree. With my kind in the jungle, police don't even take warning shots. Close range chest shots. He's in handcuffs. I wonder why his heart stopped. When you saw Kaepernick bending down on the football field on one knee, but do you know what it feels like at night when you go to sleep, knowing that the cops kill one of your seeds? But God said, I got to forgive the police for Tyree. What you mean? I mean, in due time, God said, I got to forgive the police for Tyree. Mamas are crying in silence. The devil loves the violence. Kids on the block still dying. Under oath, police still lying. Telling the public they sorry for the lying. Tyree Nichols, gone way too soon. When we gonna put another black man on the moon? But God said, in due time, when my heart is right, I gotta forgive the police for Tyree. My father forgives. Inspired by influence the Yeah. Hey, there you go. How you doing? That shit. Man, I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing well. Can you hear me? Definitely, definitely. Okay. That shit, that shit hits hard every time, man. Oh, hold on, hold on, real quick. Hold on. One second, guys. We just got a little bit of technical difficulties. Well, uh, Garnett, fix it. Come here. You good? All right. Yeah, I'm I good. Hear, I can hear you. You good? Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Yeah. What okay. You this. Oh, oh. Well, this one right here, man. I'm. 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 You know, I'm about to make some enemies with this man because I got to talk about the LGBT. You know, because God said it's an abomination, man, and He said it's not right, and He said we can't do it. He said we can love the person, but we can hate the sin. So I'm about to convict somebody today. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to change some minds. I'm about to be some enemies before because for you to change in life, you have to be offended. You have to conflict it. You have to be upset about something for you to change what you've been doing. So for you to step out, step out of the past and go into the new you, you have to be rubbed the wrong way. Something has to say, man, that's enough is enough. So this piece I got tonight is a title. It wasn't on the menu. Okay. All right. Well, it wasn't on the menu. Let's hear it. The Bible talks about same sex relationships. Now the world is okay with it, but the church used to say, this is not the Lord's way, but now the church has a gay pastor and is no longer the first lady. Now it's the pastor and the first man, transgenders, bisexuals, and gay would not inherit the kingdom. The Bible says the dogs would be left outside the gate. With that spirit on you, you're already defeated. And any work you do for the kingdom, you will fail. They won't even prosper. My kids shouldn't have to see gate pride outside. Two men kissing over a cup of coffee. Now I see rainbow flags hanging from the church by the dozens. And a big sign that says gay men's choir coming to a church near you. Transgenders, bisexuals, and gay 
will not inherit the kingdom. The Bible says the dogs will be left outside the gate. And you brothers in the church on the down low, yep, doing praise and worship, you in the bathroom getting real low. But the, but the Lord yells out, no! These new age Christians, one word, whoa, Sodom and Gomorrah has to go. While the Sodomites are beating at my front door, Lord, please let me find 10 righteous men. Lord, please let me find 10 righteous men. Lord, please let me find 10 righteous men. Too late, my son. The rapture has already begun. Transgenders, bisexuals, and gay will not inherit the kingdom. The Bible says the dogs will be left outside the gate. It wasn't on the menu. Influence the masses. Fantastic piece, man. Great performance as always. I appreciate Great you coming time. up here. I appreciate you coming up here and speaking your truth. Um, do you want to tell us like I mean you told us a little bit about the piece beforehand, but you want to tell us like when you wrote it? Uh, I wrote it during the time. It's been a while, brother. I wrote it during the time Obama was passing a bill for gay marriage. So he'd get elected again for another four years. And he was just letting everything under the rug just pass through so he can get voted, brother. That's when I wrote it. That's when I came up with it. That's when it came on my heart. And I said, I got to speak about it. I said, I'm going to get some enemies. I said, people going to, you know what I'm saying, probably give death threats. People probably going to get on my Instagram, TikTok or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Ban me. Do what you got to do. But my thing, what I say about it, if God opened that door for you, can't no man close it. That's what I yeah. tell him. If he opened it for you, if he opened it for me, then I'm walking through it. And can't nobody stop it. You know, no witches, no warlocks, no demons, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? Can't stop it. So that's what I came up with it, brother. I, I said it in San Francisco. I did it in San Francisco. They was upset. I do it wherever I go. I have to do it. God said you have to speak about it. You got to speak on it. It has to be heard, you know, and, and, and this is what it is. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you if you have something that you feel needs to be talked about, it, it doesn't matter who agrees with it? Who doesn't? It, you know, you got to come out here. You got to speak your truth. You got to, you know what I mean? And and a I'm lot coming. of people, a lot of people might disagree. With it. And and you know what? It's all. Here's the thing: is the real ones, the real mature people, will be able to disagree with it, but still like you as an artist and support you as an artist and 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 clap for you at the end or what and whatever. You know what I mean? Those are the real yeah. people who are in it for the art and for the freedom of expression because that's what this is no matter what your opinion is it's the freedom of expression and and that's why i love being a poet god brother god says you got to do it you got to fucking do it you got to go out there you got to do it i 100 i 100 agree with you man and so thank so first of all thank you for being brave enough to come out here and uh speak a truth that you strongly believe in but a lot of people will fucking hate and that you know could cause your your yourself personal and mental harm. Uh, you know that's that takes that takes bravery to come out and and speak your truth. So I appreciate that. Thank Thank you. I appreciate it, brother. I'm gonna have to go ahead to work, man. So I'm only doing one tonight. That's gonna be my only piece. All right, man. No problem. I'll catch you later. All right. God bless. Right. Love you back. Have a good one, man. All right. We will uh, bring up our fourth artist. Then uh, apologize. Influence the masses didn't uh, couldn't stay and uh, get feedback from the other artists, but um, we will bring up our um, fourth artist today and get the show rolling. 
so this artist, his name is James Hamilton. He's a poet. Um, he's currently touring and doing poetry events in Wisconsin. Um, he is a regular on the, I can't pronounce it, neuro, neurotic. Maybe that's neurotic. Is that, is, that, is that the word neurotic? I'm so dyslexic. <laughs> anyway, um, N-U-Y-O-R-I-C-A-N, uh, Poets Cafe Show on Mondays. Um, he's on there most Mondays if he's not do doing shows or um, touring or stuff like that. If you want to find that show, you can find it um, at n-u-y-o-r-i-c-a-n.org. Um, he, uh, he also helps out in um, community outreach projects, helping um, like the addiction recovery community and, and rehab and, and things like that. Um, he has multiple, multiple books out on Amazon right now. Um, first on the list, we got American um, Junkie, Life, Love, and Loss. Uh, the second is My Maniac Mind. The third is My uh, Nature Darkly. And the fourth is Why, with a question mark, um, which all sound like very intriguing titles, and I got to check all of those out. Um, if you want to check them out, you can go on Amazon and find those, or you can go to Facebook at, um, James Hamilton author or on YouTube at James Hamilton, eight, two, four, three. So, um, without further ado, let's play his flyer and get him up here. How you doing, man? I am doing. I'm doing fantastic. Listen, it's a New Yorkian, New Yorkian Poets Cafe in, uh, New it's in uh, yeah, New York City. Actually, it's been around for like 50 years. Everybody from Kerouac to Ginsburg, everybody has been there, man. It's. it's I apologize. I apologize. Yeah. Like I said, I was reading. I was reading all sorts of words. I'm so dyslexic, and it's like <laughs> five feet away from me, and I'm like, uh, we'll just let him say it. Yep. No doubt, awesome, no doubt. Man. I'll definitely have so, to hey, check out. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I apologize. I've been kind of just a hot mess, and I double booked tonight. I actually did a live mic and then shot over here to my studio really, really quick. So I apologize for uh, sliding in late with hot pants. No, it's all right. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Listen, no one even noticed. No one even Good. noticed. I, I'm the only one that saw that you were late. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Thank you for being here, and, and I appreciate you going all the way over to your studio and doing this for us. Yeah. So, um, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you started writing? So I can. So, um, my my grandmother's a published author. She back in the eighties, she had a she had a Harlequin romance book, and and very culturally influenced in my life. So I always wanted to be a writer, and then uh, and then I found drugs and alcohol. And um, it kind of kind of spun me out of control. Um, so I got a late start in being able to um, actually start getting stuff on. I'm a believer in in sobriety today. And I'm a believer in, in the fact that being sober allows those messages from the universe to come in. I know uh, um, uh, the, the one poet was talking about how, you know, you write something and you go, 
man, where the hell did that come from? You know, it's it's coming from the universe because it's supposed to be out there. We're just we're just vessels. You know, you can call it God if you want to. I call it an energy source, but it it comes in. And uh, and I had that blocked for a long time, two thirds of my life. And then, um, you know, I started putting verse down. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a handwriter. I got my phone. I got a note program and I dictate and I write into that phone and, um, and I kept it to myself. And then I ran across a gal who um, had an English degree and she read it. She's like, you know, you, you got a style here. You should submit. And I'm thinking, I got a style. I don't know shit about poetry. You know, I was like, what? And uh, so about a year later, she come around again. She said, are you still doing that? And I said, yeah, yeah. And I showed her some more stuff and um, compiled it and sent it out to a publisher and, and, uh, and they took it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so now I guess I'm a writer. COVID happened right after that. And I was like, man, if I'm ever going to do this, because I was deemed at that point non-essential, which didn't offend me, but, you know, and uh, I figured, what the heck, I'm going to write books. A lot of us were. Yeah, 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 pretty much. And a lot of us were like, like, what? Not essential? What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was I, not butthurt by it at all. I was like, you know what? I've been I've been unessential most of my life, so I get used to it, you know. But uh, the thing was, I thought I'm going to write books. Then I'm going to do it, and I get published, and I and I said, so put out book number two, and I'm checking sales, and I'm still eating ramens and corn and shit, you know. So I'm like, what do I got to do? Talk to a couple people. They're like, you need to get out and read this shit, you know. Books are great, and I, and I do sell them when I'm around, but I sell them because I'm out there and I'm, I'm spilling on open mics and live shows and stuff all over the place. So I think, you know, it, it's my career now. This is what I do, you know. And uh, somebody else, or I, I think I heard earlier, you know, he said it's, it's kind of you got to get the stuff out. For me, it's total catharsis. It is therapy for me to do this and, um, and connect with the universe in that way. And then share that message. That is, that's what my mission is in life now. So 100% that's we, I, I, I definitely vibe with you on that. That is my mission as well. And I mean, I noticed, you know, something that I, I connect with as well is as soon as I started doing this show, you know, um, not only did people start caring about my own poetry that I was writing more, not that they didn't care about it before, but just, you know, when I'm putting this energy out into the universe and I'm connecting with all these people, it's just coming back in so many amazing ways. And like you were saying, like, I believe, I I believe that too, like whatever you want to call it, God, the universe, like you, you, you just channel this energy that, that comes through you and, 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 you know, and your job is to take that energy and put it back out into the universe so it can come full circle back to you. I think it's a two-way communication. I do. Like you said, you put it out, it comes back. And the best part is we got this great technology now. It's all wireless. You don't even have to put on a tinfoil hat for it to happen, man. It just comes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like click, of, click of the button. Click of the button. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, listen, I, 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 if I was, if I was, I, I'm only 22. If I was born even three or four years earlier i i would not be able to do this right now I, we probably would not have um right platform. i don't know how long this app that i'm using <laughs> thing but we you know it technology has come a long way even okay. in the last like five years oh sorry yeah. 
No problem. One second, guys. We're going to play his flyer over again. Will that My father forgives. Sorry about that. No, it's all right. It's all right. We kept the show rolling. We're good. I think um, that's your. I think that's your phone calling yeah. me. My 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 phone. No, I don't. I, I, I don't think so. My. All right. Anyway. Well, I, I appreciate right, you coming on. Um, what is we're the uh, you got? Can, wow. you, can you hear me? All right. Yeah, I don't know, but here we go. So yeah, the piece that I got for you, uh, first piece I got for you tonight is called Forward. I wrote this uh, last week. I uh, just just uh, okay. just put it together. I read it on the open mic tonight, and I'm going to do it for you. It's the first thing, uh, first time I've ever done it on uh, on the air like this. So. All right. Cool. Let's hear it. All right. <clears throat> After I die, I wonder, will the world be better or worse? Will someone carry on my words verse after verse, alliterating letter upon letter, the way the spill was intended? How the lines rhyme and non-rhymes befriended? Will anyone see the words and feelings that came out of me had purpose to bolster people's beliefs, to give insight toward a better world, and if for a fleeting moment to apply a needed reprieve? a break from the drugs and the crime and the unemployment lines, from abuse and violence, anxiety and reticence, from homelessness and depression, grief and regression and relapse and doing time, overthinking in their manic minds, a vacation from their nature darkly, fear, social media, the news and tainted information unwise, or will everything just stay the same? Toxic patterns of trauma, name-calling, poverty, and misplaced blame. Active social discord, starving for connections gained. Fake news, sensationalized trials, a never-ending cycle of misery, suffering, and bile. Shampooing, lather, rinse, repeat again and again, over and over, without ever getting over. The overdoses, the death, the cold nights, the concrete pillows, the never-rights. The black eyes, the never good enoughs, the wise, uncertainty, lost dignity, too fat, too skinny, too blonde, too black, the loose understanding of infinity, the loss of self and distance from divinity, and the never ending strife. Yeah, while I'm still alive, though, here in this life, this is the shit that keeps me up at night. Fantastic, dude. That was awesome. That was awesome. I mean, Thank you. you, you, you have quite a way with words. I said this, I said this to Tyson and I say this to a lot of people. I mean, I had so many talented people on here and you guys always surprise me. Like, not that I don't think you're talented from the get go, but then when I hear your work or I hear you perform, it just, it, it blows my mind. Your, your word choice, the way you put things together and I mean, just the general message of it all. And like, I, I liked how you're, you, you're kind of, you're, you know, you were saying the same thing I was saying earlier, how you, you use, you use these, these are the things that keep you up at night. And these are the things you use to build your legacy and build 
you know, this is the what's going to be here when I'm gone. And, and that's heal. all. Right. Right. And, and use it. Yeah. Use it to heal as the person. And and you you conveyed that very well all in that one piece. That was Thank you. fantastic. Um, when um, you sorry, I, you already told me when you wrote it. It's been a long day. My bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what what kind of inspired it? Like what what was the was it a certain line that came to you? Was it a thought? What was the? You know it. Uh, I I, st I started out with this. Uh, reflection type of uh, motif. I had written another piece called Recollection and, and I could not put in that. I, so thinking about the, the first line there, when, you know, when I die and I was like, that's got to be expounded on. And it was something I was trying to fit into this other piece. And I was going, that's nah, more of a concept on its own, you know? And um, so I, I, I also write differently today. Like when I started and especially in books like two and three, it wasn't so much about how I could alliterate it or, or read it out, you know, out loud. And, and now I think I've morphed into more of a writer that actually writes for being able to, to, you know, recite it. Yeah. And, um, and it just, uh, so I had these other couple of sections in there about the drugs and the crime. And then, and then the singular stuff at the bottom there too, you know, too blonde, too black, too fat, too skinny. And I wanted to have that little rap in there like that. And it just, uh, it just came together. You know, the universe provides. That was good. And that flowed well. And I mean, anybody who can put poetry together, it doesn't even always have to rhyme, but make it flow well. Um, that's rap. I mean, I mean, rap actually stands for rhyme, uh, or not rhyme, but rhythm and poetry. So yeah. it's not, about rhyming it's it's rhythm and poetry and um so any anytime i hear a poet with with like a good flaw i'm like bars he's got bars i mean and that uh what you were talking about writing more for an audience um it, you know it's because you know you you started you know you didn't start off with the performing and then as you sort of got more into the performing or whatever, it kind of clicked in that mindset. And I, I, I relate to that a lot. Uh, before this, I was on, um, I was a regular on another show uh, before I started organi organizing my own show. Um, and, you know, since I started doing this and since I started um, doing my own show, it, it definitely gave me that mindset of like, okay, this is a performance. This is something, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, and it, um, I definitely pay attention a lot to like how I say things and certain things like that. Um, I also relate to like the, the way you were saying that you write, like, I sometimes will have two different pieces and incorporate them together and jam them together. Or I'll have one piece that's like, no, this is actually two ideas. I should separate this and, yeah. and make it two ideas. So I definitely get what you're saying on that. So it's funny, I was sitting in a workshop last week. It's, it's, well, it's kind of an open mic thing, but it's morphed into this workshop thing. It's in an art center about mid-state. And, um, and I talked to a lady and she was doing kind of the same thing. She would read or write singular pieces, but then find when she read them out loud that they would link together. And um, it was kind of, I, I was kind of happy to see that because, you know, each piece as art stands alone. 
And then I kind of worried about, do I lose it? Does a piece lose integrity when I link two pieces together? And sometimes I might even throw an extra line in there for a live show to, to make the flow from one piece to the next. But I was worried at first about, you know, does that take away from the individual sanctity of the piece? And um, it was nice to be able to talk with another artist about it and see that, you know, I'm not the only one that's doing that. So oh, yeah, I uh, definitely understand that. I mean, um, there's, there's, there's a, you're familiar with like a bridge in music. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what I call a bridge in, in, in uh, a poem or something that I'm writing is, you know, if I have two ideas and I'm like, okay, this, this can like, uh, I'll have one, I'll have one metaphor over here where I'm talking about um, something to do with coal and ash. And then I'll have a metaphor over here where I'm talking about like passion and fire. And then I'm like, well, fire makes coal. I can, I can put a line in between those and make, and, and you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I make those bridges and connect pieces all the time like that. I like um, that. I like, I like it. I'm going to start calling it bridge. I'm taking that. <laughs> It's yeah, so yeah. Just build, build a bridge and what? Build a bridge and yep. get right over it. Hell yeah. Yep, for Hell sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to bring the uh, other artists up here and see if they got any questions or comments for you. Mm. Hey, guys. Anything Hello. you say to your games? Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love the wordplay. I love the wordplay. And you Thank have you. a message that really, really hits home and it's like when you were talking about drinking and everything and it brought me back to when i was in my 20s and i didn't really stay in that mindset but i thought that's where i wanted to be and just you hearing that it just brought me back to a place where i can remember where i didn't want to leave that place but i knew i had to and when you yeah. said that it just brought me like i'm just i'm happy i went through the experience because it made me who i am but it's just one of them things when you look back and just make you think like, wow, I really put my through, my, I really put myself through some stuff just to make me a better person. And we don't realize it. We yeah. really don't. Well, it sounds like all mm -hmm. everyone in here has um, dealt with uh, addiction and recovery at one mm -hmm. point, including um, my producer, Brandon. So I just want to say congratulations, guys. Um, and just give yourselves a pat on the back. You know, we're we're not at the lowest point of our lives anymore, and we should be thankful for that and and happy yes. about that. So, Absolutely. Um, Tyson, is there anything else you wanted to add? I just want to say I love just you know your cadence and the whole spoken word style. I think you should do an album. <laughs> Actually, I'm working on one. That's uh, one of the things yeah. that I have going on. Yeah, I'm trying by February. Yeah, definitely would like to come Excellent. back and throw some of that stuff down for you guys in the future too, for sure. I would yeah. definitely like to support that. Definitely would like to support that. Whenever Everyone's you get everything, I, I would definitely support. I will definitely support that. 100%. Like I said, I support everyone because you just don't know what someone can do for you and you can do for them. So that's why I always like this is not by mistake that we are here together. Agreed. So we have we have to take this opportunity right now to say, you know what? It's something bigger here. We just have to accept it. That's why I said I support everyone, no matter what. I support everyone. Well, I appreciate that. I'm humbled. Yeah. Thank you guys for supporting each other. Thank you guys for supporting me. Uh, no it, doubt. It seriously means the world. Like I literally couldn't do this without you guys. There would be no show. It would just be me sitting here in front of the 
camera going, um, look at this water bottle, guys. This is and cool. We thank you. you we know? thank you for the platform because without your platform, we wouldn't be here. So yeah, you give us you, the voice. I look at it like this. For you to take time out of, you could be doing anything. You know what Jay-Z said? You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. You know, that's my big brother, yes. Jay-Z. And for you to take time out of your schedule to say, you know what? I'm going to be a therapist. Because that's what you are. You pretty much are a therapist to all of us. And you don't realize that. Right? And for you to say, you know, and for you to be dedicated to this, we, I have to applaud you. Like, I really, really thank you for this platform. Because it's no judgment. It's like Mm -hmm. when I came on here, I feel like I can be me. Like, it's like I'm looking at a mirror at myself. So I don't feel like I can, I have to tension myself i feel like i'm home here and i thank you for this comfortable platform i really do thank you i really i really appreciate that and like that that makes me feel so good because like that was my ultimate goal um some of the other shows i've been on they're great and they and they give people a platform too but um Mm -hmm. something i i feel like they they don't do is make you feel like you're just sitting in a living room hanging out with Mm -hmm. friends and being able to just share and be yourself and that's the exactly. atmosphere I kind of try to like. I'm I'm in my living room. My my producer Brandon is my friend. I'm sitting in my living room hanging out with friends, and that's kind of. The, I'm in my bedroom. Yeah, it's that's chill. the energy I kind of try to put <laughs> out there. Is we're just sort of friends hanging out and and just mm-hmm. being ourselves. And um, so I appreciate that you feel that way, and especially it being your first time on the show. That's that's amazing. And I like it how you mm-hmm. let and you introduce everybody. It's just not like you have guests on the show. It's like, no, we all going to probably think about this together. What you got to say? Let's make this a community effort, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like we're all family. And I love that. I have never been on the show where I've done something and then everybody else got up and get your feedback, you know, constructive criticism. And I and love the, that. I love it. That's awesome. I think the unique thing about the way that you did this and what the folks don't see that's watching it is when you put us all together in the chat beforehand mm-hmm. and you and you added us all to the chat and it was like you guys should talk and connect. That is that is special. That's special. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was excellent. I would definitely yeah. say that. Definitely. That's what I that's what it's all about. Like she said, it's a community. It's a yep. community. One hundred percent. That's that's what we're trying to build here. Uh, thank you guys I'm so sorry, much. I had to get something to drink. I'm so thirsty. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Um, we're going to get on with our second round, uh, which brings us back to Tyson. Um, and we've already done introduction and everything like that. So uh, we're just going to get right into it. What's the second piece tonight? I'm going to be doing a don't forget to lie. But before I read, I just want to preface it by saying that I personally totally support the LBGTQ plus community. And I do not endorse all the views expressed on this show. Now I'm gonna get into it. 100. And um, before before you get into it, um, that that is something that um, I, I was trying to I, I was also trying to express to to him when after he did that piece is um, it's okay to have your opinions. Um, you know, it's not okay to bully other people and and you know cause harm to other people, but it's okay to have your opinions. And I mean. Part this platform is for coming and being yourself, speaking your truth. Even if I don't necessarily agree with the truth, the host doesn't have to agree. The other artists don't have to agree. If they do, that's great. That's your opinion. I don't dislike or like anybody um, more for their opinion. I guess it's just all how you express it. And I guess uh, using art is 
better than burning down buildings and throwing bricks through windows and stuff like that, which is what a lot Absolutely, of and I'm not trying to say that nobody should express their opinion. I just want to put mine out there. What's that? Yep, art is art, and that's what it's all about, so. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, I'll let you get into it. All right. I forgot to lie, now I'm eating my feet. I've forgotten how to breathe, and I don't know how to sleep. All the pretty lines and pretty girls have me weak. I'm not proud to admit it, but it's all very me. I forgot how to lie, now I'm scooping up teeth. Little shards of plaster pouring out from my cheeks. Chomping at the bit because the rats are all free. I don't have a taste for vermin, but a boy's got to eat. I forgot how to dance, now I'm kicking my feet. Kicking up dirt and dust and lost memories. No matter how deep the waters, I can never feel clean. Constantly reminded by her stains on my sheets. They vary in color, but the songs that they sing tell the same tale. They're all laughing at me. I forgot how to act, except my apologies. All I ask of you, I beg you, will you please lie to me? Fantastic, man. Like I Thank said you. before, your your narrative voice and the way you express things and 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 the feelings and emotions, like it it comes through so much in your voice and just not. Not just the things you're saying, but how you say them. Um, you're you're a fantastic reader and um, a fantastic poet. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about that piece and and what inspired it? Um, I've always kind of had, you know, the the curse of doing the well-intentioned wrong thing, and it's like uh, kind of about those moments where you want to do the right thing by being honest, but then it causes more damage than it probably should. Yeah. Yeah, the highway to hell is paved with good intentions. Absolutely. I have learned that lesson the hard way as well. I 100%, I 100% feel that. 100%, man. That's definitely, uh, I mean, that's that's part of my whole my whole motif or whatever I got going on here. My show, my poetry is, you know, using that, but using that shit to try to like, using those mistakes and to learn and grow as a person. You know, absolutely. That's uh, all you can and, do, and help everybody else grow. And and I've 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 seen I've seen a lot of people make a lot of fucked up mistakes. I've made a lot of fucked up mistakes, and each each one that you see, it just it's a lesson. It's a, it's a lesson. You know, you got to take them as lessons. One hundred percent. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your kind words. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to bring uh. Bring the other artists up here real quick. See if they got anything to say to you. I love that last line. Will you please lie to me? That was great. I love that. Great way to close. And it just, man, I was sitting here spinning on that. And I know I was off screen, but I'm pointing to camera. That was cool. That was cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think I think that should be your hashtag. Don't forget the lies. So when you yeah, go up to them yes. from now on, so listen from now on, but like somebody talk to them, like, you know what? Before we start this conversation, don't forget to lie, okay? That's going to be my. <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely keep that in mind. That's not bad at all. <laughs> yeah, it's profound, man, because everybody does. <laughs> With me, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the most, the most common people. The most common lie people tell we themselves. Start this conversation, like, don't forget to. Yeah, the most common lie people tell themselves and other people is, "Oh, I'm okay, I'm fine." No, you're not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. 
that's that's my favorite one. I tell you real quick, I'm good. Like I'm good. Yeah, that's the first thing I say. I'm good. You good? I'm good. You know. But that's you. You have to make that a hashtag. You have to. Don't forget the yeah. line. Like that should be your tag. You have. Like that's to. the title of a if book. If not, I'm going. I, I'm gonna do that. Can I do that? Can I please do that? Can I make that a title? Oh, absolutely. Please. Thank right. you. Thank you. So that, that means when awesome. I do my when I do, when it's time for me to do my auto book, I'm reaching out to you because I love your voice. Like I can listen yes. to your voice all night. Yes, like, man, like you, like you, I could get my tea and I could just cuddle up with my Winnie the Pooh. I see with my Winnie the Pooh. That's my <laughs> like, don't laugh at me. I'm 40 years old and I still see with my Winnie the Pooh. I don't care. That's my that's my safety blanket. I don't care. But we nice. will cuddle up. I'm telling you, as soon as I do my audible, I have to get in contact with you. Have to do my voiceover for the men. You have to. Nice. I can't. I can't put you nobody else to do that. You have to. Right. That's. Safety. I would love to. Yeah. One hundred percent. I like I was saying. I I listen to a lot of audiobooks on Audible, and that was that's definitely a book I would buy just just for the narrator voice, for sure. Ain't it? Like, can't yeah. you just sit there with a nice cup of cocoa? I can't have chocolate because I'm really bad allergic to chocolate. I know I was cursed with that. You should you that's should uh you should look into uh you have your books on Amazon. You should look into maybe narrating one of them and getting on on Audible. That's what I've been trying to do. That's what I've been trying to do. I've really been trying to write because the last person that I talked to, he was just trying to scam. So it's like I'm just trying to find the right person to do it. So that's already yeah. in the world. I just got to find the right person. That's when I get my book out there, I, I, I'm not – I'm going to narrate it because it's mm -hmm. like my personal, like, thoughts and feelings and sort of – it's hard to tell somebody else how you want, like, which words to stress, like, which mm -hmm. words to be angry, which words yeah. to stay calm and, like, you know, whatever. Like, you got to – you got to perform things in a certain way, and so exactly. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna try to uh, self-publish through Amazon, and um, and then try to work out some kind of deal where I can, because uh, you know Audible is a part of Amazon, so I'm sure they right. have some kind of um, audiobook system. That That's what I did. I self-published. I self-published both of my books. That's exactly what I did. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Definitely. I mean, there's 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 arguments to be made on both sides but um mm -hmm. definitely in this day and age bigger than it's ever been and mm -hmm. definitely like self self-publishing is is a good way to go i mean you, with, with traditional publishing you get a bigger pie but more people are eating it with yep. self-publishing you get a smaller pie but you get it all to yourself exactly you know? so yeah 100 yeah, percent um, anyway, I mean, guys, I can uh, I can tell you from the this recording experience that I'm working on right now. If any of you guys want to, you know, uh, talk about uh, you know creating a recording of your book or something like that? Mess message me, you know, later on when we, we connect and stuff because I I got a I got a lot of knowledge in that area. I've been cramming that stuff in for about three months, and awesome. I can probably point you in a good direction. I would Hell definitely yeah. like to connect with everyone after this. Like, I think yeah. all of us need to network on some kind of level. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll definitely um, uh, keep in touch after this. Exactly. Because like we those. can all help each other in some kind of ways. Like, we're all the missing pieces yeah. to each other's puzzle, and that's so crazy. That group yeah, chat, uh, that group chat you mentioned, um, I make one. So I make that, I make one for each artist, and I, you know, I label it the, the, Date of the show or whatever, and I make one for each week. But I don't close those. I leave those open 
I mute oh, them. So, I mute them so they don't blow up my phone. If they're, if okay. they're going off, I always, I'm always in there, you know, checking them, and you know, I'll I'll talk to the artist. Um, usually, right after the show, I talk to the artist when. When mm-hmm. we you know, end end the live stream, I'll talk to you guys on here for a little bit afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, uh, I I always keep up with you guys in Messenger and invite you guys back on the show. And you guys want to send me stuff you're doing, and I want to get on your show, um, awesome. the show the show that uh, James is doing. Um, I want to see if I can pop in on that at some point. That would be great. And I'm gonna check out all yeah. you guys' books. Um, but uh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna move forward and get on with the rest of the show um, with, uh, with authoress and James real quick. Uh, I believe she is next in the rotation. We'll bring her back up here. Um, what's the next piece you're gonna be doing? Football. Football. Since it all is, right. Since it is football season, I'm sure that all the guys will appreciate this one. Okay. There are 16 weeks of not being heard or seen. Not to mention the six to seven weeks of unmasked anger and un- un- unstrained anger. Just to hear, baby, I was watching the game. I know how important every second of the game is important, but I guarantee you this is better. I'm not asking for too much. Just a 30 minute of playtime and a halftime rush. I would do anything for him to climb through my tight end. I'm trying to give him hidden tails without no penalty, no corn toss needed. As I set up the line of scrimmage, I'm at the front. There's a hole in the opening and I'm going for it. Bang, hit out of bounds. Really? Highlights? I have ESPN. We can watch him later. Let's go. Second and down. There's another opening. Bang, I'm going down at the 30, hit again. How can you tweet at a time like this? Like, this is endless pleasure, my dude. How can you not mess up a chance with this? <sighs> okay, back at the line of scrimmage. Third down, we at it again. Bing, really? You really want to sit there and you want to hoop and holler at a screen about a play that didn't go right and we didn't seen it about a half an hour ago? That's more important than this right now? Okay, time out. Come on, hormones. This is our last chance, and I'm not trying to mess nothing up. Let's get it together. Ready, break. Fourth down. Everything is ready. The phones, the TV is off, and I'm ready. I'm going down. I switch just down the hand on the navel. The boxes is off. The, the running back is out. The quarterback is ready, and I see a hit. I'm going. Bang. Hit. Legs are open. Inside the scrimmage. Touchdown. I told you football is kind of funny when you do it right and stop worrying about everything that's not important. I tell you, go ahead and take a break. I got my rest in peace. Yo, that was dope. That was dope. Yo, the metaphors, it was fucking funny. Yo, it was that was dope, man. Oh, you're you're muted. You're muted. There you go. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. Yo, that, that was dope. Please don't look at me different. <laughs> no. Yo, last week we had four erotic pieces on here. People were up here talking about pussies and, and all, sorts of, all sorts of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that the, the way you use the metaphors, and I think that's like, 
uh, that's a relatable situation for a lot of people, whether you're exactly. a male or female on both sides exactly. of the relationship. Uh, and I love how you used the football game because like that, I, and I, I know I, I'm not, I, I like football, but I'm not personally like this, but I know most guys in my life, football games on, doesn't matter mm-hmm. if the house is burning mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't you know, matter. We out here to see some touchdowns. We out here. <laughs> I, I love. I love how you. I love how you use that as a as a metaphor and just like how you like you got more frustrated throughout it and you're just like, all right, motherfucker. Like, are we gonna do exactly. this or not? Like, come exactly. on. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yo, I like that. That was fantastic. That was excellently written. I, I that's probably one of my and I. I do a lot of these shows, and I always say this, but that's probably one of my favorite pieces I've ever heard on on the show. So I'm gonna have to send you the auto because I recorded it. It's on Google Play, so I definitely have to send it to you. So you can hear. I got the music. I got the Madden music and behind it and everything. It's really dope. That's awesome. All right, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Um, real quick, I'm just gonna bring James and uh, Tyson back up here. I don't know if Tyson is on with us. He's got his camera off. But James, is there anything you'd like to say? Uh, you know what? When when you said uh, when you said you have it on uh, Google Play with the Madden music behind it, when you were reading it, I was sitting here playing that music in my head. <laughs> you talk about connection. That is that. Like you said, there's no coincidences because that shit is like that was imprinted. I was like, I can hear it, you know, and see that Fox robot that comes on before the commercial. I was mm-hmm. like, it was mm-hmm. all immersed. Yeah, it was cool. That was cool. I wrote that. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It took me 15 minutes to write that. And I'm a sports fanatic. Like when I say I'm a sports fanatic, that's my thing. Like when the sports is on, please don't say nothing to me. Please don't. Just just give me my highlights and shut up. But I was at dinner with a couple of my homegirls and they hate sports. Like when I say they hate everything about sports, they hate it. So we were sitting there and one of my good girlfriends, her husband had called and told her to, you know, record the game. So she got mad. So I'm like, what are you getting mad for? She's like, oh my God, here you go with the football and this and that. This. I said, don't he sit there and no, he watch Love and Hip Hop with you? Yeah, I said, okay, then shut up and watch Sports Center. Because when I get up in the morning, I have one Sports Center. And if Sports Center is not playing, then we have a whole problem, like a big problem. I like agree. a big part, I need to know. I need to know what's going on. I don't care. I don't even watch the golf, but I want to know what's going on just because I know it's going to be on the highlights. And that's how that, it Are you watching, babe? Do you hear that? You want me to send her the poem? You want me to send her the poem? Talk to you. You want me to send her the poem? I'm telling you, when I, the first time I did that poem, one of the people that was at when I had first did this, she actually got pregnant off of my poem. I was like, oh, I'm dope. I know. My my wow. poetry makes babies like, but I really hey, take that from a woman's point creation. of view. But I'm sitting there, and I'm looking like you can make football fun, I'm, and I be telling women all the time. I'm like, when it's halftime, that's when you have to make your move. If you don't do it through halftime, oh honey, you are stuck. That you're at the end of the game, and he's and I said and I tell everybody, you gotta wait. If his team is losing, that's when you're going to get him the because he's emotional. That's when you can get anything out of him. And they look at me, and I'm like, you stupid. I'm like, I'm giving you the man's handbook. Like, when your team, like, for instance, when the Ravens was losing to the Steelers. These are the secrets. Easy, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. I forget my bad. Sometimes I be forgetting my bad. But I'm I mean, trying I'm to help everybody up. I'm from but Wisconsin, man. We are Green Bay Packer fans here. You, it is bored into you. You, it, you, you have no choice. <laughs> I don't care. As long as y'all don't like the Steelers, I don't care. My team is the Raiders. I live in Baltimore, and I love the Ravens. Don't get me wrong, but we haven't had a team for a while. So the Raiders always been my boy. Now I go. Now I'm purple and black. Don't get me wrong. I'm going for my team. But we not playing, oh, I'm black and silver all day, honey. Black and silver all day. And then with basketball, I'm a Celtics fan. So green and white all day. That's just how oh, I got Milwaukee Bucks. Like I said, uh, like I said. Y'all got I'm a good a, team. Oh, y'all got a nice lineup. Ooh, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm about a football this fan. But I'm not like I'm not like a I'm not like a fanatic. I'm not like, you know, don't don't bother me if the game's on. I don't even right. I don't. I don't even watch every game of the season or whatever. But you know, I I like the game, and in my family, like it's it's definitely something that's like it's a it's like a religion in my family, especially around this it time. Of year, like Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and and oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, we out here in the uh, New England, from mm-hmm. the Brady era. Not now. Right now. Right now. I want to say that right now because right now. Ooh. But <laughs> but the Brady era, one hundred percent go team. That's my team right there. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And now that Aaron sure. Rodgers not playing, I I don't know. He be back though. I I really feel like I don't know. He has some type of auto body or something. Like he's got a new body. He's going to come back. Like he'll come back. Oh, he's, he's coming be, back. He'll look, come back looking like RoboCop, just like a robot exactly. from the neck, from the, from the neck exactly. down, passing fucking hundred hundred yard touchdowns. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I'm just, just waiting. Like, hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna wrap up the show. We got James last piece, and uh, then I'm gonna do one more piece for you before we get out of here. So uh, I'm gonna just drop you guys down out of here. And uh, James, what is your second piece? So the second piece is called Drive, and it is a, it's a road poem. Um, this one I wrote about, about three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago. Um, on my way, I had a two-hour drive. So I'm in central Wisconsin. I had to go down by Madison to Spring Green to, uh, to a really cool, uh, cool venue. And uh, this is kind of – this is one of those things, like she said, that football piece she wrote in 15 minutes. I'm literally in the car, turning the music down and holding my phone up and dictating about 80% of this in, in like 15 minutes, just driving down the road in my head. You know how it is when you're going down the highway and you're looking at shit and then your brain kind of goes off like this, all a flutter and shit. And then, and that's what happened. So um, I'm just going to, I'm going to just roll with it. And then uh, we can talk about it afterwards, but that that's pretty much the premise. So. All right, dude. All right, call drive. Painted lines, green highway signs, reflection stripes, and brush-colored brush. Velvety violet gray asphalt on the ground, gravelly grooved concrete slush. Beautiful traction. And I look around hard on believing, above the sun's beating, the air streaming, and the sound of tires and motors screaming. How the road can fill up the hollow inside. Roads between here, there, and everywhere, stifling my running hide. 
deflating my polka dot parachute and generally pacifying my jitterbuggy mind. So I don't give a shit. So I don't care about any of it. Is it mental masturbation, thought process, subjugation, subjective signals and information, distraction, reaction, extrasensory perception, dumbed down? And I frown because I lost my place. I lost the why I'm in this fucking race. And then again, was it even a race in the first place or just monkey shines all the time? Or is it all in my mind? Damn. Energy beaming, batshit country, rat riddled, visual hallucination, audible paradiddle, telepathy steaming along, fortune teller programming, rewiring, wrong, code flaw, ball crystal mystic, some source sending misery, poison program psyche, energy algorithm pissing on me, duality interchange, one way a captive, one way free, most days neither switch back even feels like me, man. I shake my head, ears ringing in dread, tears in my eyes, blood pressure rise, and I tell myself to focus on the road ahead and just fucking drive. Pardon if I commit blasphemy here, but holy Mary of mother fucking God. <laughs> you, you wrote that off the top of your head in the car? Yeah. That is... That blew my fucking mind, dude. That yeah. was crazy. Like yeah. you're just—I mean, the—you're just out here with these abstract pictures and then painting. It's them my brain, them. yeah, yeah. I tell you, the the, the bad shit country. So I'm sitting there, I'm driving along, and I'm like, green signs, painted lines. Yeah, taking all the things from your drive, but like yeah. painting, like you kind of like took all the things that you're seeing onto a uh, on a canvas and then you painted them in with like your feelings and your emotions and, yeah. and then and then created this big picture and exactly. with all these like crazy fucking words and just like a dude it just blows my mind part of the reason this so show is so hard for me sometimes is because i have to run the show and then also react to people's things but when i'm busy like being blown away and reacting and like going over what what i just heard in my head sometimes it's like it's hard to get it's hard to get my thoughts together because i'm just so like I'm, I'm just so blown away by it and i definitely like uh that that was just, wow that was just wow that's all i gotta say about that so fantastic that. um i'm gonna i'm gonna uh bring everybody up here to see what they thought about it uh, I think we still got Tyson out on us. That's okay. We'll bring him up just in case. Um, you got anything you want to say? Oh, I just want to let him know that he got me writing. After we finish this, I, when I say I'm going to write, I don't know what I'm going to write, but my pen is feeling itchy. And when my pen is feeling itchy, I got to go with it. It got that writing, it, so I got to go along with it. But that piece, it, it really hit home. On oh, so yeah. many levels, so many levels. Like I always Yo, think outside of a box, and when a person say a poem, I try to break it down in four different ways possible for me to put it into my life. When I say what you were saying, like it, it hits home more so than what you think. That was really, really, really dope. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you, you definitely uh, fucking wow, man. 
that's, mm-hmm. that's crazy. And and when I hear something that like next level, mm-hmm. it, like mm-hmm. you were saying, it makes me want to go. It's like, oh, I gotta, I my pen game ain't strong enough. I gotta exactly. go. Exactly, exactly. That's how I'm feeling. Competition, I, and I and I love it. It's, it's I fantastic. love it, and that's yeah. what I'm needing because I've been having writer's block for the last like two weeks. And after that, and after, matter of fact, I'm not even going to say that. This whole experience, this whole interview just put me back in the mindset, like, I got to write now. I got to write. I don't know where that writer's block comes from, but it just disappeared. So I I'm get, about to come out with some hot stuff now. I get that. I get writer's block more than any other writer that I know, or at least that they'll admit to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, like, half my, but half my songs that I've written mm-hmm. have my rats, raps and stuff are about mm-hmm. writer's block. And then I come mm-hmm. out with this like two page thing that is all about me not being able to write. <laughs> it's like, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely, I definitely get that. I definitely get right. that. Yeah. Uh, writer's block is a huge thing for me. And this show and being on other people's shows and stuff like that, it, mm-hmm. you know, hearing other people's stuff, it, it inspires me and encourages mm-hmm. me to like, um, I have a I have a couple artists that I've been on the show with um, that I'm collaborating on songs and stories with right now, um, and and one individual um, his name's Caleb, um, he's he's been on the show like three or four times. He's fantastic and he raps and you know some of the stuff he does it'll be a rap like that that he made up in the car in like six mm-hmm. minutes, and, yeah. and me and him he, he'll send me a verse and um, then I'll start from like the last sentence or the last word of what he said. And I'll go off of that. And we just send each other verses back and forth. And mm-hmm. it's, it's so productive and it's so amazing. And I love the, the community and the networking. That's why I say you definitely need that when, when you, when I look at it like this, when you're a writer of matter of fact, not even just a writer, when you're an artist, you need that community. Because it's so hard. I don't care what nobody say. And I've tried so hard to do it on my own. I don't need nobody. I got this. Like when I first came up, because so many people were just trying to use my name for their game. So it got to the point to where, like, I don't need nobody. But after I started thinking, I, like, I do need people. I can't do this by myself. Because when if I don't, if, I, if I'm not feeling my best, who can I go to to talk to? And I need people, especially in the community. Like, don't get me wrong. You can go to your friends. But... How many of your friends are really writers or artists like you? They do enough just to make you comfortable. You know what I'm saying? For the talk to. But they're not going to give you what you really need. That's why I always go to my producer. Like when I'm having problems with writing anything, I always go to him. And he always give me what I need. So you really need that community. You need, you can't do this by yourself. No artist. 100%. 100%. And I don't care who you yeah. are, who you think you are, beyond say, beyond, they need people. I don't care yeah, nobody. Absolutely. You need absolutely. someone. You connection. Connection, connection is connection. essential. It's absolutely. just who you connect with. You just can't connect with everybody. That's the only problem. No, that yeah, connection it's, and net, networking. It's finding the right people and, and the energy mm-hmm. that, that comes in and goes that out. Absolutely. 100%. Well, thank and you guys for coming on and helping me build this community. And I can't wait to have you guys on again. Um, I'll catch you guys. One more time before the end of the show, I'll just bring you up just to mm-hmm. say goodbye and, and thank you all. Um, but before that, I'm going to read a piece. Um, yeah. And this piece is called 10 Responses to the Question, How Old Are You? 
which is the Ooh, question. I like which, it. By the way, I'm 22, but it is the question that I get asked, that I've gotten oh, asked okay. most in my life because I started writing at such a young age and people mm-hmm. would be like, damn, how old are you? Or, or I'd say some shit or, or some provocative shit and they'd be like, uh, how old are you? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so it's, it's the question that I'm most tired of fucking hearing um, in my crazy. life. Um, like and, how tall am I? I get tired of hearing it. How tall are you? Yeah, your business? I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, my mom was 4'11". I'm not much taller at 5'4". So I, I, I definitely, I definitely get it. I definitely, it, I, I've probably not as much as you, but I have dealt with short jokes my whole <laughs> life. I, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. Anyway, guys, I'm going to drop you guys down and, um, yeah, this piece, oh, hold on. There we go. This piece is called, God damn it. If my computer would work. There we go. This piece is called 10 responses to the question, how old are you? One, old enough to know better and young enough not to care. That is to say, old enough to know that most people aren't going to really listen to someone my age, but young enough to speak anyway. Old enough that I should probably know better and just keep my mouth shut so I don't piss anyone off, but young enough that the world hasn't silenced me yet. Two. Give me a straight razor and I will gladly shave away my masculinity so that you can see the boy beneath it. I will gladly shave this or shed this manly skin that I've been forced to grow into to meet your expectations. The question is, will you still recognize me afterward? Three. Do you judge a basketball player by the number of games he's played in or do you judge him by the number of shots he's made and or missed? Do you judge a book by the number of chapters it has or by the story it's told? Do you judge a mother by how many kids she has or by how much she loves them? Do you judge a poem by the length of the prose or by how it made you feel inside? Do you ever just stop judging? Four, don't ask me about the places I've gone or how far I've traveled. Ask me what it took to get there. Don't ask me how many scars I have. Ask me how I got them. Don't ask me how many people I have had time to love. Ask me how much I have loved the ones that I have lost. Five. Basic knows more about being a man. The 18-year-old who just left his family, his friends, and his life behind to get shipped off to Afghanistan so that he can make sure those same people he's leaving behind can have freedom and safety and security, even if he can't be with them to share it. Or the 21-year-old in the dive bar of some suburbs of Northern California throwing up his first scorpion bowl. Give me a cup and I will fill it with the tears I have shed over the years and the ones that I have yet to shed so that that 21-year-old can get drunk off my pain and tell me that his glass is still half empty. Seven, put on my shoes or put on my shoes and tell me they're still a size too small to be in the adult section at Walmart. Then walk a mile in them and show me the bruises and blisters on your feet afterward. Stand above me and tell me I still have some growing to do, but not before you've seen me at my lowest and been there to witness how high I've climbed. Eight, when giving a presentation on what a man should look like, please, for the love of God, don't show me another Coors Light commercial with two men sitting on the beach having a cold one. Don't show me another Ram truck commercial that proclaims in big, strong, bold letters, you can move mountains with this truck. Don't show me a cereal commercial that lies and tells you that tricks are just for kids. Show me the magic of believing that rabbits really can be pulled from a hat. Show me childish fantasies and make pretend games. Show me backyard playdates with friends you thought you'd have forever. 
Show me the picture you drew in school when your teacher asked what you wanted to be when you grew up. Show me the list of people who actually accomplished that goal and are living their dream. Show me the list of people who are still trying. Show me the list of, list of people who gave up. Show me the list of people who got caught up in life and just forgot about it. Show me the lessons you learned along the way. Show me the Nerf dart you accidentally got pegged in the face with at five years old because you hadn't quite learned not to trust your older brother. Show me the blanket fortress that taught you not to let anyone in. Show me the park slide that taught you, the metal park slide that taught you that you have to cover yourself up in life so you don't get burned. I'm giving a presentation on what a man should look like, introduce me to a boy who feels like he holds the way, whole weight of the world on his shoulders. A boy who knows that there's still magic in it anyway. A boy who knows that his dreams are still possible. A boy who is forced to learn life's hard lessons early on and has the scars to show for it. Introduce me to a man who believes that he can move mountains because God damn it, it wouldn't be the heaviest thing he's carried on his shoulders. Nine. Back in my day, we didn't ask such judgmental questions. We just accepted people for who they are. Ten. Old enough to know that life is far too short to get hung up on such trivial things as age and old enough to know that I have far too much left to experience and not nearly enough time. So that is my piece called 10 responses to the question, how old are you? Um, it is an answer to those questions and also just kind of my view on what it means to be a man and, you know, not just a man, but a woman, whatever gender you want to place there. Um, but own your own your identity and, and yourself. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up our other artists to see what they thought about it. Who's got some feedback? You know for what? Me. You know what? Now I'm gonna do a point. I'm gonna piggyback off of that and say ten questions when somebody asks me how tall I am. Like I gotta do one about my height now. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, that line, that line in there, number 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 six or number five whichever one it was that line in there that stand above me tell me i still have some growing to do exactly that's what I'm made me four. think about it like yeah, i have... see how far i've rise absolutely like that that line was for you that you know what i mean let me write that down so that way all right, i like the concept I, I like the i like the concept the whole concept and you know I am not young anymore. <laughs> I wish I was, but I'm not. You, I'm sure? not. you look it, You look like you're no longer older than 26. Who are you fool? I am 52 years old. Ain't no doubt about you're it. You're lying. Let me see your birth certificate. I am not. But I will tell you this. I work um, Dollar I, I, I wouldn't sell you cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the thing that I will say is that um, I know what it's like to be to be your age and asked how how old are you and and for people to look at that through like an experience uh type mm -hmm. of a, a paradigm and you know what i can tell you is keep doing what you're doing because at some point um uh potential becomes expectation and things get a lot tougher and um I, if i could go back then and, 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 you know, and be able to uh, and embrace the fact that I was young, like what you're doing with that, Pete, and just saying, I, I am what I am, and I am man, and I am good with it. Um, I, I Not so much for me. I didn't, and I, and I wish I would have. That's a lesson that I would have learned and something that you've obviously figured out. So uh, kudos to you for that. Great concept. Good piece. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, uh, and, and first of all, it's never too late. Second of all, 
that is a quote that I'm like writing on my wall. Potential becomes expectation. That is something that like I feel on such a deep level right now. Um, I, I mean, I've been hosting this show for like three months. Um, when I started off it, you know, it was, it was potential. I, I had the talent, but I wasn't very good in front of the camera. I, the only thing I was good at was writing. You know, I wasn't good at this computer stuff very much. I wasn't good. You know what I mean? I had to teach myself all this, but then I realized like, you know, this is great and all now that I, I finally did this, but now it comes the expectation part. Now comes the responsibility. And I mean, I, I was telling you a little bit before the show, I just um, became a manager at Dollar General and I'm excited, you know, to do all the manager things and, and have that responsibility. But at the same time, and they're, you know, everybody's telling me you're doing great, you know, and they're trusting me with more and more things. And that's, that's awesome. But at the same time, you're like, oh, I have all this trust. I have all this responsibility. That's, but you have all this responsibility. And like Spider-Man would say, with great power comes great yeah, responsibility. Great responsibility. Um, yep. Another way of saying, yeah. like he said, potential I becomes key, Yeah, I, I think the key to it is constantly reinventing who we are, how we represent okay. our work as artists, and continually reinventing. Because as long as you're reinventing and, and, and changing and growing, potential is always there. It never yeah. catches mm -hmm. up. And I, you know, my addiction, they pulled me through that point where it started becoming expectation. And I'm back to that point now where I'm going to continually keep pushing that envelope because even at my age, I can still say that I got potential moving forward. And that is, that yeah. is, you know, that's young again. And that is, you know, I think the essence of your piece is security within that. So, yeah. Exactly. Well, thank I'm you. I'm going to agree with what he said, definitely. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, like I said, like I've been saying the whole show, I mean, that is, that is the whole goal here. You know, that is, that is part of my whole, whole mission here. You know, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. And I, I'm so grateful that you guys see it. I mean, it's your first time on the show and I've, I've already made you guys feel, feel comfortable. So I, mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for that. Thank you guys mm -hmm. so much for being on the show. Um, real quick. I got to tell you, I dig your in sync look you got going on. I dig that. I dig that. I've been wanting right. to say that also. I just didn't have the right time for it. <laughs> yep. Thank you. You know what? You know what? Honestly, I wish I could say I put a lot of thought into it. So when I got clean, it like I said, Sunday will be two years. I stopped cutting it. <laughs> that is it. That is it. And I wish it now it's becoming a trademark. They go, you know him. Who the guy with the guy that don't own a comb, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, there well, we congratulations have it. on your sobriety on Sunday. Happy congratulations, congratulations. Drink an apple juice. I'm gonna drink an apple juice for you and cheers to you. Congratulations. Good job. Absolutely. Good job. Good job. You went over the hump. Congratulations. And like I was saying before, everybody on here has struggled with addiction. All, I, uh, um, all, all four of us on here, um, Tyson, uh, he probably had some emergency going on, but, um, I'd just like to thank all three of you. Thank you all so much for coming on. It, it has been like truly a blessing and I can't thank you enough. Uh, and, and I'd love to have you guys back on. Uh, Definitely. Anytime. Just let me know when yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just message me on Facebook. We'll hook it up. And I'm definitely can't wait to check out all you guys' stuff. Um, one more time, I'll just 
plug you guys' stuff real quick. Um, Tyson, you can follow him on TikTok um, at Tyson.Wallace.po or on Instagram at Tyson Wallace Poetry. He's got a um, book out on Amazon called Passages in the Life of a Buffalo. Um, James, you can um, follow him on Facebook at James Hamilton Author um, or on YouTube at James Hamilton 8243. Um, and he's got a whole list of books out on Amazon. So go go to Amazon and type in James Hamilton and you should find all of them. Um, and make sure you go check out uh, Homegirl over here with her new book in six days and the book that's already out, which is the first. So read the first book and then read the second book. Um, and uh, go check her out on YouTube at R-E-D Designs 956. Um, yep. And uh, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys for coming on. And uh, Thank you for having me. It was definitely a pleasure. Absolutely. Peace out. Peace Have out. a good I'll night. You. I'll catch yep. everyone uh, next week when you tune in. Definitely. Have a good one, everyone.